in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Hey guys, this is Archie Mason. I'm the host of That Farm Life podcast. And again, we're here today with another episode. Before we jump into our episode, let me just say thank you to all those who have partnered with us and are part uh, and believe in what we're doing here at the AgriHealth Network. That Farm Life podcast is a resource of the AgriHealth Network. We're about helping in any way we can in the farming community and agri uh, individuals uh, dealing with the stress and strains, uh, the farm life. And uh, we always kind of say it here at our broadcast that it's okay not to be okay. We just want to help you not stay that way. And so we always want to have a safe zone where we can have communication and conversations about some of the hard things in life and some of the difficulties that come uh, with farming. Now, here in the Delta region, we can say in uh, the United States in June of this year, and thousands of acres of farmland, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, all went underwater. A lot of them did because of the rainfall. Uh, the waters have receded, but for farmers in these regions, recovery uh, is still ongoing. Today, we're going to be talking with Jim and Leslie Whitaker. They're crop farmers from Shea County, southeast Arkansas, and they lost uh, over uh, 2,500 acres in the flood that occurred in June. Hey, uh, Jim and Leslie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and again, just want to say thank you for your time, and I uh, appreciate you being here and willing to share with us today. Hey, why don't you guys tell us a little bit uh, about yourselves and about your family? So, I'm a fifth-generation farmer. I grew up in McGee. My family's been here since uh, the late 1800s. Uh, we're, not a, we're not a large family, just only my brother and I are left. I farm with my brother, Sam. You know, we grew up in the 80s and, uh, you know, we went through the watched our parents struggle. Um, just, you know, farming is a hard lifestyle. It, it's, uh, you know, weather extremes in the 80s. We had the, the droughts and the high interest rates and things like that. So watch your family struggle. And uh, when we went we went to college and uh Sam Sam went to Fayetteville and I went to Fayetteville for one year didn't didn't really make it there but uh anyway came back to UAM and that's where I met Leslie. I walked into econ class one day and I, I kind of had a a thing for finding the prettiest girl in class and sitting down by her and she was the prettiest girl and still is today. Hey well that's the right answer <laughs> so she still is now, now Leslie I, I want to know how you feel about that? Was he the, the the most handsome man you'd ever seen when he come and plopped down beside you in econ class? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, I grew up in Warren, Arkansas, and my parents were both uh, worked in government uh, agencies. And there's no ag whatsoever in my background. Uh, my dad and my mom would 
have a garden every year, but that that was as far as my agriculture abilities went. And I uh, swore when I grew up, I would I would never have a garden because we ha- you had to work in it in the summer. And that was not what I wanted to do with my time. And um, so actually, Jim's mom was from my hometown of Warren. And um, my older sister was best friends with his first cousin. So I actually knew of Jim growing up we're seven months apart in age. And actually, when he did walk in, I knew exactly who he was just from my, my older sister being friends with his first cousin. So that it was kind of neat. And um, I guess we're still in love today. Hey, did you guys know? Hey, by the way, how long have, how long have you been married? 29 years. 29 years. So was it did you think it's kind of one of those love at first sight things? I mean, when you walked into econ class, both of you kind of met each other there. No, I can I can honestly <laughs> say it was not love at first sight. Twenty uh, um, year old uh, young guy wasn't uh, thinking about getting married or anything like that. And uh, you know, it was kind of weird because after about one week of sitting by her, she says, "Hey, my my parents and I are going to eat out to eat tomorrow night. Would you like to go?" And I looked at her as just as honestly as I could. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to go with anybody's parents anywhere, especially some girl I just met, but, uh, we, we did finally go out and, uh, I love her family. They're, they're great. Awesome people. Oh yeah. Hey, so where'd you go on your first date? Oh, we just, we did what most, most young kids do just ride around and, and <laughs> look, Sonic. Look, look for your look for your friends and find a, a gathering yeah <laughs> hey all the folks who are listening to this are probably saying yeah that's exactly right especially all of us that, that grew up in those rural areas if you were there's, uh, no, there's nothing to do there, yeah you had your loop hey, there, that you there, made yeah. yeah we had to drive 15 miles to go to the nearest town that had a sonic and so uh you're right we would cruise that cruise that area hey well <laughs> let hey leslie how was it uh, how did you adjust to the farm life? Okay, fast forward, you get married or you kind of introduced to it. What any adjustments there that kind of come to mind or something that was different or you were prepared? Still adjusting. Still adjusting today. It, it is a ever-changing uh adjustment, but it was his mom. I mean, his mom coming from a my hometown. I think the same thing grew up, was no ag background. So she was one that I kind of watched and learned from as far as what the crops were doing, just different things like that. But it was um, one of my big adjustments has been when we started dating, if there was a rain that was coming or uh, forecast, whatever, I I knew that there was a chance of Jim getting off work early and it was going to be a date night. Now, you know, I've learned over the years that Mother Nature can be good or bad, depending on what what season you're in, whether it's planting, harvesting, uh, when you want rain, when you don't want rain. And um, that's just the, the thing there of trying to adjust to all of that. But it, you, you've got to be very flexible with that. Oh, yeah, I would agree. Hey, you know, I can just tell by and, and I haven't met you guys before till today 
uh, as we're we're going through this podcast. But I can tell your love for each other, your commitment for each other has kept y'all through the, the good times and the bad times. So, hey, I just want to applaud you guys for that. So, uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Hey, now let's let's talk about the flood. Uh, some of our listeners are aware of this. Most farmers, probably in the U.S., you know, they heard about it on the news. And so, tell us kind of about your experience, uh, Jim. What what took place? So it was a, a terribly wet spring. I mean, we were struggling the last three years. It seems like we we have more rain out days than we do days that we're actually working in the field, and everything's just in these compressed time frame. Stress level is through the roof. You know, even though you have great, great guys, great people you work with, I mean, just they're stressed, we're stressed. We're all trying to figure out how to how to do it and still keep some sanity. Well, we had everything planted. Everything was looking pretty good. Um, and and then all of a sudden it just started raining one day. We were forecast to get maybe a, an inch or three quarters of an inch. And, and I can remember people start texting, you know, or calling and saying, hey, it rained 19 and a half inches, rained 20 inches at, at Tiller. And Tiller is just uh, north of us, about seven seven miles. And I can remember thinking, wow, those guys have been devastated. I started mentally going through a checklist of friends. I started saying, hey, how are you? Is anything I can do? And they were sending me videos of their house underwater, their shop waist deep. You know, you look at the inside of a person's farm shop and it's waist deep in water. And water was over the roads and I was just like, man, you're you're in my thoughts and prayers. Little did I know all that water was coming downstream. And, um, you know, about day two, I I looked out there at a at a field of ours and all of a sudden it was underwater. Water was backing up through the canals and ditches. And and um, it took about 10 days for it to to crest for it to crest and everything to happen. But we were literally having water breaching banks of uh, canals. They were building, you know, people had tracos out trying to build a makeshift levees and everything you can imagine. People were setting pumps and then the next day they would come back and the whole pump and tractor and everything was underwater. It was, it was literally rising about eight foot. One, one night it rose eight foot behind my house. We live on the, the bank of Biobertholomew. So it was just this event and I was talking to a neighbor he said, well, we're going to be okay. The railroad track's going to, the railroad track is a restriction point and it's going to hold the water back. And the next day we had a field across the railroad tracks. It was underwater. and It was almost like a domino effect. Every day we would have another field and another field and another field until it just finally walked all the way across this farm. And my brother and I are uh, pretty spread out. So it wasn't, you know, the, worst thing in the world and, and what we had go underwater was predominantly rice so we thought you know rice can stand to be underwater a little while uh, but this water didn't leave it just stayed there for for literally two and a half weeks and got murky and I mean it was stagnant and scummed over and when I say deep you know we had fields that were eight ten foot deep so the guys that got the immediate rainfall north of us, they lost their crop too, but the water drained off and they were replanting. They already had, you know, soybeans that were out of the ground 
replanted while we were still, you know, cresting, so to speak. So it was, it was, a, it was an adjustment, but I can remember, um, you know, just seeing all the young guys in church Sunday morning and just seeing the, I mean, they were first and second year farmers and, and they just, the look on their face, you know, they looked like they had lost it, lost everything. And, and it was really weird because the, the flooding happened out in the countryside. There wasn't, you know, no one lost a home that, I mean, that I really know, know of. It was all ag ground. And I can remember telling Leslie, I said, those guys, they, they would, they would rather lose their home than lose their farm. To the farm is everything. And, you know, I was really encouraged because I went up to some of them and I was trying to be the older, more experienced farmer and say, say, hey, you know, tough times don't last. You just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other, keep your faith, keep moving forward. And I was encouraged by, by them. But the only thing that was just weird about it, I, I guess it's the fast pace, maybe it's covid no one was talking about it. No one was checking on. I mean, we, as, as farmers, we, we all knew everybody. You know, we would kind of ask, how's, how's everything going? But 20 years ago, we'd have had, a, we'd have had an all-out church prayer service, and we would have – I mean, it would just been – I'm not saying it's just different today. Um, and then once you've been farming a long time, people always think you're okay, you know, and financially, yeah, I can withstand the flood, but mentally and physically, boy, it just takes, it takes a toll on you. And uh, you know, but it's it's always you know farming. I always think every year is different. It's always something. You know, um, we it just it's a it's a tough way to make a living, most definitely. Yeah, Leslie, you know, Jim shared about the guys. Anything maybe with some of the young wives that you saw uh, maybe broke your heart, maybe you saw them going through? Well, there, there was one that I remember, well, two actually that had, had shared some of their, their posts on Facebook. And their one of them, uh, husband, said they'd lost 90% of their crop. And she does work outside the home. Uh, not a a huge income, you know, base or whatever. And then you've got the another one that had posted that comes from an ag side, maybe on the equipment side of ag. And same thing with that. Um, they they're just they were looking for some kind of hope, and um, not really sure. I mean, prayer, yes, definitely that they were asking for prayer. Please pray for us farmers. Uh, you know, we're not doing well is, is one of the, you know, a quote of some sort. But you could just tell that they just really didn't know what, what was going to happen next because it was so new and um, just devastating for them at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you guys have you've been farming your whole life, Jim. You've been married for 29 years. What you guys have been through, and you said every year is different. And you've been through difficulties before. What 
What would you say to some of those who are just starting out and facing a disaster kind of like what, you know, you've experienced this year? Well, they, they have to, they have to know that the farming is a very risky business and, you know, whatever God allows, he redeems. So something I lean on, I don't, this, this may be at the point where I chime in is on the worry side. I am a worrier, I guess by nature, but I choose to find the glass that's half full. And so even though a hurricane may be forecasted for our area or torrential rain, I know the weight that he has on his shoulders. So therefore, I try to um, not make light of the situation, but find something else that becomes our focus. And so one of my favorite Bible verses is Philippians 4, 6, is do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So that right there, God's got all this. He knew all the flood was coming. And does it bother me? Yes, it bothers me to see hard work and a lot of financial uh, inputs. But I also know he has never left me or forsaken me. And so in these times when we have storms of life or actual storms from Mother Nature, I do find myself praying more than than when things are good. I do uh, do a daily devotion morning and night. I do have a friend that sends us sends Bible verses every day. And I don't know how many people that she has reached by those. Um, so I think you surround yourself with, with uh, encouragement and you find uh, joy in, in the situation, even though there may not be joy in it. But I do have two healthy, wonderful college-educated kids. I have a son-in-law, and I have a seven-month-old fantastic grandson. So, you know, I look at that, and I go, we're all healthy. We're all well. And, you know, what more could you ask for? Yeah. Hey, Leslie, great word. And that uh, passage of Scripture you shared uh, is very powerful. It's true. It's the Word of God. And it gives uh, great comfort. And Jim, what you shared, what he allows, he, he redeems. Uh, uh, you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, guys, in the farming culture and the farming, uh, we'll call it the atmosphere, farming is tough, you know, and it, it does create a lot of stress and strain. And even what we've talked about today uh, is sometimes hard for farmers in general to uh uh, to talk about. So thank you for sharing all that you've shared. How would you, you know, people still dealing with this, any other words of encouragement, how maybe, uh, especially in Southern Arkansas and some of these other Southern states, maybe someone can support or help uh, maybe a farm family that's going through this, just a word of encouragement or something like that. I, I don't know how people, people get through stuff like this without faith. I, I don't, I don't know how they do it. Um, we, we've got a great local church we're involved in, small groups, you know, and, and we just, you know, I've got to go every week and find my, my center. Um, you know, we, so, so for me, I've, I've almost got to have a reset 
And uh, Sunday's a very important day for us. We try our best to take off every Sunday. And I've got to have that reset. I've got to go, you know, be around other Christian people and find that reset. Um, I also am big on memorizing my favorite scriptures. And they're calling scripture, calling promises or whatever. But a lot of times I, I will recite those in my mind. You know, you know, I try to, it's not, I'm not trying to psych myself out. I'm trying to encourage myself, you know. Um, I, I just remind myself what God has promised. And, you know, the, the thing I could tell young farmers, they need, you know, besides the, the, the godly advice, they need to try their best to live within their, their means. And, and you can't borrow yourself out of debt. You've got to work your way out of it. And that's one of the things with floods like this, you know, these guys are going to be taking on more debt. Um, you, you know, they've, they've, some, some of them have lost, you know, a year. They basically lost a financial year of earning. And um, when times should have been great with, you know, high commodity prices, times should have been great. They, they lost that opportunity. Um, we've been very fortunate. This, this, this flood, uh, has has worked its, itself out for us and uh we didn't you know some of the crops have come back we we still got some but we've taken you know we've kind of made lemonade out of lemons we um so after after it was evident here's what's going to happen i said what can i do well number one i tried to make the, the the farm better so the fields that were that were a total loss We've been running dirt buckets across them, keeping them clean, uh, cleaning out ditches, putting in pipe, you know, taking the opportunity to make it better. Uh, I said, okay, God, these fields must have needed a rest for some reason. So they're out. And we never, we never lay fields out. Well, they're out. We're making them better. So preparing for the future, move forward. Hey, Jim, I think that's some great advice. And, uh, you know, thank you guys for sharing that. And, hey, thanks for sharing your faith. And, uh, you know, I said your love and commitment to each other has got you through the good times and bad, but your your commitment to the Lord and trust in Him uh, is, is He's the one that's brought you through the, the good times and the bad times. Hey, and uh, uh, that is a great word. I think we all need that reset on Sundays and kind of coming together and fellowshipping with each other and serving the Lord. And so, uh, you know, I want to say to all those out there who are, are listening that, you know, stress is, a, hey, it's part of life, regardless of what business that you may be in or involved in, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or whether you're in the farming community or in some other sort of work life. And sometimes issues are just out of our control. Uh, but the Lord, just want to remind you, the Lord is on the throne. He's always there and he's always there uh, for you. And so again, Jim and Leslie, I want to say thank you so much for uh, being with us today and uh, gave some great insight and uh, good words of encouragement uh, to that farmer community uh, that's out there. So thank you for being with us. To all of our listeners out there too, before we exit out of the podcast, just want to remind you, we do have some shop talks that are coming up uh, later either at the end of the year after harvest or to be at the first of the year in 2022. And I was in the ag consulting business. I did a lot of grower meetings. So it'll be very similar to that. And we'll talk about some of the stress and strains of 
uh, of life in those uh, shop talks. And as all good farmers doing stuff, uh, we will eat. And so uh, we'll provide a meal, have something. So check it out. You can go to our website at agrihealth.net. If you're interested in hosting one of those shop talk events, maybe in your area and maybe in the area that Jim and Leslie live in, just give us a shout out. You can email us at info at agrihealth.net and uh, we'll provide the food uh, and all the uh, resources with that. And we'll come and put a shop talk on in your area. Hey, we always love to hear the stories of faith and family and farming. That's what we're about here at agrihealth.net and at the Farm Life Podcast. So Again, if you have a short a story you'd like to share with us, just give us, a, again, a shout out at info at agrihealth.net. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So always check out the website for uh, resources and upcoming events. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep farming and keep the faith. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri-Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith.